I'm J-Mac. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Base Code Podcast. Hey yo, J-Mac here in another solo episode talking about Shift. I had originally slated this episode to talk about some of the financial milestones and some of the things I had done to kind of get there uh, in relation to, to growing shift, again, from kind of a financial numbers perspective. But since I started this season, I feel like I've grown more uncomfortable talking about the numbers. You know, we're in a community of giants. There's so many people in our community that you can look to to see crazy success, even more so than shift. And I think that that's great, but I'm just personally not someone who's, again, super salesy. Uh, It's not something I'm comfortable with. I don't like being braggy or showy. I just don't really talk about myself a whole lot. And for those reasons, I feel like shift has kind of reached a level numbers-wise where it's not comfortable. In the past, I've been more open to sharing these because I felt like they did a better job kind of depicting the slow growth as compared to maybe some of these things which, at least on the surface, might seem like overnight success. You know, so when I share these numbers, I'm looking at it more from a, you know, this took seven years perspective, not necessarily the numbers themselves. I have publicly shared some numbers uh, about a year ago. Shift had hit the one million in lifetime revenue. Again, that was almost seven years into Shift. If you start to divide those numbers, you know, a million by seven, you're not necessarily much higher than a well-paying, you know, software engineer role, um, at least here in the U.S. When it comes to finances, all these things are, you know, U.S.-based, U.S. economy, kind of U.S. taxes, uh, because, of course, that's where I live and that's what I'm familiar with. So I I can't speak to everywhere in the world. But again, that kind of gets back to the point, right? Like when you share this stuff, There's just so many different people that are potentially listening, so many different variables that go into it. You know, I think most people look at it as a success, but you just kind of never really know how that's coming off. And and as the numbers grow, I think there's more and more potential uh, to, again, maybe come off in some of these ways that um, aren't really me. And they're kind of never a position that I would would want to be in. So I have mentioned some of these numbers uh, already. I'll kind of chat about those briefly. Uh, But I think moving forward, it's just not something I would probably share numbers on anymore. So one of them I did recently share that I think is relevant to kind of the strategy of shift is the subscription revenue. Uh, So MRR passed 20K. That's kind of a milestone for SaaS. And again, I shared this uh, because this is kind of demonstrating that shift in a way is becoming finally Uh, after almost eight years now, a true SaaS, and that is a subscription model. And and what I really like about the subscription model is it helps stabilize revenue. I've mentioned in some of these past episodes how Shift is pretty seasonal, Uh, you know, especially with those older release cycles where it was twice a year, uh, you know, February and March, and then August and September were big months, but months like May and June and December and January were super low. In fact, almost concerning uh, how low they were. So moving to a subscription model, while it might only account for 40% of revenue, so not even half of the revenue, 
uh, it did kind of help ease my mind about the business because that'll come in at all points of the year. And since it's paid in full up front, it creates a bit of a boost at those other points of the year. They're not as big of a dip in months like May or December. Something else that has concerned me a little bit less is that, you know, every year that shift is in business is kind of a longer runway for its demise, if you will. And I can't remember the exact speaker now, but a couple Laircons ago, the theme was a little more business focused. And I remember one of the speakers had said um, that for every 10 years that you're in business, you kind of earn yourself one year of runway. And I think their example was Sears. Um, so Sears is, again, a, kind of a U.S.-based company, started in the, in the 1800s, uh, but is now out of business. But the point here was that it took almost 10 years for Sears to go out of business because they had been around for 100. You know, they filed for bankruptcy, I think, multiple times. They were potentially sold and, and bought. Uh, and they just had this really, really kind of slow decline, you know, even after you heard some of those announcements, maybe in the news or the paper, you know, Sears was still, uh, open at your local mall. Uh, so it was kind of weird. It was kind of the zombie, uh, land that this business lived in for a little while. And again, it's just the inertia of that business. They had been around so long, they earned themselves some time on the way out. Uh, and the point here is that, you know, again, shift is on its eighth year in a couple more years, I'll hit 10. And theoretically, even if something like Laravel uh, was maybe no longer the most popular PHP framework, uh, even if Laravel did something where um, they just didn't release as often, shift would have probably a fair amount of time for me to pivot or figure something out and it would still be receiving uh, income. It's not like it would just die overnight necessarily. So that's really all I'll probably say about the numbers specifically. I think what I'd rather do with the remainder of this episode is talk a little bit more about what I've done uh, with the money from Shift. You know, Ashley fortunately has a good job and her uh, salary pretty much covers all of our expenses. So the nice thing about that is it really has kept Shift's revenue kind of this bonus income that I called it in an earlier episode. It's, it's pretty discretionary. So it allows us to be pretty strategic with uh, the money that comes in from Shift. So kind of the first thing I did was I paid off our mortgage. Uh, now, generally speaking, a mortgage is good debt. Uh, you know, it's tax deductible, but we didn't necessarily have more than the standard deduction. And so rather than have that continue to be expense, rather than pay the interest rate, which of course, that's going to be a much higher interest rate nowadays. Uh, so you know, it frees up a lot of cash to pay off that mortgage. And in a way, now you're having even more discretionary revenue because you have less expenses, right? You've lowered your expenses. That's kind of the classic equation that, you know, everyone talks about, uh, you know, people like even Warren Buffett will say, you know, lower your expenses. And again, this frees up a lot of cash. And that cash kind of next, uh, we use to build savings kind of the Dave Ramsey uh, school of thought here is six months. Uh, you know, you can double that and go for like a year's worth of expenses. Again, that way, if something really crazy happened, if Shift just had zero income starting tomorrow, uh, again, it just gives you kind of that runway. So 
once the savings built up and keeping that topped off, you know, obviously uh, is kind of a monthly thing or a quarterly thing. Uh, I start to focus on investments and that's kind of where I am now. I'm really trying to build up investments to kind of a certain level. And that's mostly with the stock market because that's what I'm most familiar with. I've been trading probably since I was, you know, 18. Um, I dabble a lot in tech stocks because of course I'm a developer. That's what I'm familiar with. So, you know, companies like Apple and Amazon and Google and Cloudflare, um, these stocks are stocks that make sense to me. I understand the business, uh, and therefore they don't necessarily take a lot of research because I'm kind of I kind of see how they're behaving almost on a daily basis because I use them. Uh, more recently, I'm getting more into index funds because that's kind of just the long-term buy and hold strategy. So I try to buy those on dips, and with the way the market is right now, I really try to pick up a lot of high dividend paying stocks because I think those are going to help create a little bit of stabilization because theoretically in the environment that we're in now, uh, hopefully you're kind of guaranteed at least a certain percentage. I'm a bit into crypto, uh, although not very much, again, for being a developer. Um, I would say maybe it's 5% of my portfolio. I think if Bitcoin continues to come down, I'll probably pick up some more of that. But again, with the inflationary environment that's out there now, I'm actually taking uh, some from savings and buying bonds. Uh, savings accounts really yield no interest whatsoever. Again, it's kind of just that fail safe. Um, but bonds recently were paying almost 10% and they're backed by the government. So I don't think you can get much better than that. But really the reason I'm trying to beef up kind of this stable dividend uh, you know, return is... Uh, I don't really have a 401k. Um, a lot of the jobs that I was at before this, you know, I didn't necessarily stay long enough to grow that. Maybe the employer didn't match because it was a startup. Maybe they didn't have one at all. And being self-employed, you know, there's only so much I can contribute to that per year. Uh, so again, I'm trying to build up investments and have that be kind of a vehicle for retirement. So that's really the goal over the next several years is just to keep building that up. So I felt comfortable that when I retire down the road, you know, I'm going to have enough. And that's all just kind of a savings pyramid. You'll hear all sorts of financial gurus talk about this kind of stuff. So the base of the pyramid is kind of your savings and the next is investment. And then beyond that's like speculation. So that would be maybe crypto or investing in other businesses or even just investing your time. You know, as I get older, my time has more value. Uh, and I want to make sure that, you know, I'm spending that wisely. Anyway, I thought, again, instead of just kind of throwing a bunch of numbers out there and, and maybe having that come off as showy, I thought what would be more helpful is to maybe just share my personal finance strategies. So I want to do one more episode to just kind of round things out, maybe talk about the future of Shift. But I'd really love to answer any questions as well. So for you listening out there, yes, you don't think that someone else is going to send in your question. Uh, if you have a question, please send me a DM, send me an email. I'd love to answer questions on anything, fill in any areas that I might have missed or you felt I skipped over, whether it's a technical aspect, a business aspect, or even a personal aspect related to shift. So again, send in your questions and I'll answer all of them in the final episode. Until then. Show notes for this episode can be found at basecodefieldguide.com slash 55.